This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pipus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks is dragging in. On today's show, we want to work in the most important room of your house. You know, a lot of fun happens here, and a lot of family happens here. It's the kitchen, the hangout, the restaurant. Where you come for those uh, late-night snacks when you should be sleeping. From Kitchen Tune-Up, we welcome Carlos Lloyd, who's helped many homes in the area upgrade their kitchen in record time. Uh, you can join the conversation with us, of course, by calling 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to uh, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. You know, I'm, I'm starting to get that thing. Pam... I grew up. I grew up with a little brother, Pam. Uh huh. And so and did I. We would get in trouble because during dinner we'd look across the, like when we were when we were doing the the, you know when we were saying grace at the beginning. My brother would look up at me, mm. and I would look up at him, mm-hmm. and he'd start laughing and make me laugh, mm-hmm. and I would get in trouble. And then you get in trouble, right? So and you're kind of getting to be that person with me. <laughs> I can't get through reading something without. Starting to laugh looking after at me. looking at you. Just stop looking at me. I yeah. said that fight in the back seat. <laughs> right. He was looking at me. Right. <laughs> hey, man, how are you doing, Jeff? He touched me. He right, touched yeah. me. I'm good. I'm late, but I'm but I'm good. But yeah. I'm good. Yeah. That's hey. good. Yeah, see you. Uh, so, Pam, what'd you get into this week? Well, I want to talk, and I'm so, Jeff, I'm glad you rolled in here because I want to talk about something. Uh, my inspector sent this to me. It was on the news this week. Yikes. Yes, it was on the news, and it was some folks in a pretty a brand new house, I'm going to say within three or four years old, and the sewage backed up ah. in the house, you know, which will happen. Yeah. yeah. But you know where it came up? Where? Was this in Madison County? Uh-huh. I heard about that. Where? Uh-huh. Where did it come uh-huh. up? It came up through the ice in the maker. Shower. Oh, what the minute. ice maker? Mm-hmm. That's weird. I know. That's the most horrible thing I've ever heard. I know. Well, folks, everybody who owns an ice maker, I want you to go home today, turn it off, pull it out, and find out where it's draining. Wait a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it did. It didn't get in. It did not get in the ice maker box. No. No. Okay. What, okay. what, what it, it did? Is, it, it came up through the floor drain for the hole yeah. in the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Which is the lowest part. Yep. I gotcha. So all that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It came up in the island. Yep, sure. Oh, no. out through That's the right. through the kitchen island, Carlos. Oh, wow. the, yeah. See, what we do if if we don't put a floor drain right there, which I don't like a floor drain. I don't. I, would, I don't either for this we, very reason. We would, we would use a we would use a pump, and we would pump it to. Um, to the closest drain, which would be our sink drain, mm-hmm. and then put a um, put a float switch on the pump. That way, when the pump goes out, and it will, then it cuts your ice maker off. Right. Huh. Just just like on your HVAC, should yes. have a float switch. But I'm telling you, folks, if you've got a floor drain, you got a problem. Well, and 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 is is floor drain is floor drain common with a particular type, or, or maybe was it used in a particular time in putting homes together? Or well, I've like seen a conven- it. like a conventional <clears throat> foundation would have a floor drain like that. 
Well, I don't care if you got one in a conventional foundation because you got some space right, between you right. and the sewer. So it wouldn't matter. So it really wouldn't matter. But in a slab, right? if you get a sewer back up, and this happened several years ago when they were building all those new houses in township, the fiber optic folks came in and cut the sewer line. Oops. Well, all of a sudden, these folks started getting sewer up. In their kitchen island, they couldn't figure out what was going on. That's, oh, man, what a bummer. <laughs> and I was like, well, and we call it out all the time. If you've got a floor drain, you got a problem. Yeah. Well. So find out if, you know, and the only way you're going to know when these, I'm going to almost guarantee it, if you've got a kitchen island with an ice maker in there, mm-hmm. and you don't see that drain terminating in the P-trap of the closest sink, mm-hmm. you got a floor drain. By the way, folks, the P-trap is that curvy thing under the sink. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Jeff, um, now I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Nice, thanks. Yeah. yeah, because I always ask what you guys have been working on because I know that Pam has been working on something. Mm. But when I ask you, you're like, well, you know, we build homes, so, so I made some of those. Got a few slabs right? going. Yeah, yeah. So okay, <laughs> what were you recently made to do in your home? <laughs> to fix. Oh God, I can tell you. Okay, go for it. Um. <laughs> I want to fill my pool in. Uh, oh, okay. you want to fill the pool? I, I in. do. I do. My wife does not, so we're not going to. But right. <laughs> um, for some unknown reason, we lost power to the pump. Uh huh. So you got a marsh back there now? Well, n- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've got some bullfrogs in there. Uh-huh. There would be some good eating. Yeah, on the here table. comes alligators. <laughs> yeah. So so we we and and you know this is like the shoe cobbler. Um, I've been calling my electrician. Man, I, uh-huh. I got. I need. I got. Come on, man, please, please, right. please come to my house to fix pool. <laughs> well, he did. He he got there last week. We've got it. Uh-huh. We've got it running now. So now it's a matter of uh, me going to work and getting it cleaned and getting it ready right. for for swimming. So, you know what, folks? I want you to recognize something in that story. I want you to notice something for the rest of us. For the rest of us normal people out there. Trying to call somebody to get them to come. This guy pays contractors every day, all day long, and he and still he had to wait a week no, for an electrician. I'm telling you, um, it's it's a real deal. That's crazy. It, it is a real deal to get... Um, to get anything done. Well, let me let me let me use this opportunity to do what we what we uh, do on this show when we see uh, uh, whenever we talk about a lack of electricians, plumbers, anything else. Remember, folks, there's another way. There's another education. There is another uh, path you can take to to make it so that you'll never need to scrounge and scratch for money again. That the it is, I'm telling you right now, it is a great career. Um, you can just about name your price, and you're in demand um, constantly. And you know, it's not, it's not. Um, there's school involved, mm-hmm. but it's not school forever. No, no. Uh, there's a lot of companies that will do an intern or a co-op. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I encourage all these young men and women out there that. You know, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah, get in electrical, plumbing, HVAC. They're they're always in demand. Right. All right, and uh, Carlos, uh, you're you're uh, new on the show this morning from uh, Kitchen Tune Up. So so, I'm not going to let you get away 
from this by saying, well, we did three kitchens last week. And <laughs> now, what have you been made to do in your home? Oh, wow. Wow. Um, so most recently, and it's not finished, right? So right, of course. we're putting in um, some cabinetry in the office that my wife took over. Oh, okay. Right? So we, we have some cabinets there Mama now. is always in charge. Yeah. Have you, have P.S. You folks, get cabinets is what they do for a living. Oh, yeah. So she's making, yeah. She's yeah. making her husband work. 26 hours a day by doing the home cabinet. Sorry, guys. I've learned to stop showing her the before and afters because it's always, I want that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, Yeah. so it's a matter of finding time to do it. But, yeah, we're putting in cabinets to sort of replicate what's on the west side. We're doing it on the east side now. So, I'm about, um, I don't know. Ten months behind schedule on it, so so, right. so and he's oh, on contract. No, you're right on schedule. You're right on right. schedule. That's about right. And, and he knows the contractor. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I was right. talking to somebody the other day, and they were like um, asking me if about they're going to sell their place and they put a contract for these condos that are going to be built. Uh-huh. And she was like, "Yeah, they're going to start in the fall." And I was like, "No, they're not." <laughs> Hey, now th- th- this is a true story. This was about ten years ago, I think. We we woke up one Sunday morning. We decided to rip our kitchen out. Uh oh! Oh just yeah. Woke up and like yes. today. Let's just give me a sledgehammer. We, so I got the boys up. I said, "Okay, we're ripping it out today, huh?" I said, "Yes, <laughs> it's rip out." Wow! Now that will get you motivated. <laughs> To get that kitchen put back in. Well, we don't have one. Yeah. Well, there's nothing like, I'm telling you, I was telling somebody this the other day. Taking out is really the most fun. It's the putting back. Yeah, that's a bummer. (laughs) Give me a sledgehammer any day. That's what that guy's for. That's right. right, Hang on just a second. Fred is on the line in Flowood. Fred in Flowood. Yeah, and this is really a DIY show. So uh, let's take a question. Fred? Uh, what's going on? Ooh, tankless water heater. This is where Jeff gets to just geek out. So go for it. Well, we, we have uh, a fairly new tankless water heater. It's less than a year, and um, it comes on fine. And about three minutes into the use of the hot water, it wanes and, and eventually goes cold. Okay. And... Um, I've called the manufacturer and had the hot water on and gone through all of the codes that she told me to do on the uh, command panel, and um, it's still <laughs> really still malfunctioning. Okay, and this is gas. It, it yes, it is. Okay, gas. outside the home or in the attic? It's in the attic. Okay. Um, and you called manufacturer, and it probably said like E eleven or something. What 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 no, was the code it gave there, you? There were no codes. No codes. No codes. Okay. No. Um, you know what I think it is? What? I think it's the thermal couple. Yeah, it sounds isn't it? like isn't the there gas was, valve cutting off. <clears throat> yeah. There right, was. Wait a second. You guys can't do that. As far as I'm concerned, that sounds like flux capacitor. What are you <laughs> talking about? Thermal it's the coupler. thingamajig. It's not working there's right. A, what does it do? There is a there's a thing on on your gas logs and your mm-hmm. and your tankless water heaters that tells that valve when to turn on. Okay. The gas valve. Right. Because right. all a tankless is is a coil uh, with a flame under it. Right. Um, and um, that's what it sounds like. That gas valve is malfunctioning. And you said it's less than a year old. Yes. Yeah, I'd file a warranty claim. Yeah, on it. I think I'm. I, th- I think you got a, a, a faulty heater. Yeah, and and I've seen this happen before. There were several back in 
when they were building out in Bainbridge out off Yandel Road, mm-hmm. there were a bunch of them out there that were doing the very same thing. Let me ask you, And it you, ended Fred. up being a manufacturer defect. Yeah, that's so what it sounds like. What I would do, Fred, is contact – did you install this in a um, in an older home, or is this a newer no, home? No, I think it's a new home, wasn't it? The, the, home, the home is built in the mid-70s. Okay. Okay, okay, and then you had this put in. Right. I would contact that plumber and tell him you want to file whoever put it in, and say you want to file a warranty claim on. Let that. me do ask one question before you do that. Uh, where'd you buy it, Fred? Hmm. Hmm. I'm not. I, I'm not. I called, I'm not I, called, I called. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. We, we did a renovation on the den and kitchen, uh-huh. and part of that involved a tank that we got rid of and a tank was put up in the attic so we have two of them okay and and uh the plumber that put in the tank was in the kitchen area of the house uh-huh. is the same one that did the tank was in the uh, bathroom end of the house so they purchased so the purchased it. he purchased it yeah. the plumber did okay yeah. and the okay. reason reason why i say that is if, if this was not necessarily a diy but if you went to say one of the home stores and purchased it and had them install it uh which you can do you can then if you're within a year you can easily call the home store right uh, if you, you know what i'm saying but if it's not if not purchased through that program then I'd go back to the plumber that put it in mm-hmm. and let them file the, let them file the warranty right. claim. That's right. Yeah, it's it's real easy. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to it. Yeah, and let's just let them replace it. <laughs> yeah. okay. Nothing to so it, they, Fred. They just, they just replace the thermocoupler only. Well, now <clears throat> this is radio, so I'm guessing what is wrong with it. Uh, that is going to be the manufacturer is going to make that call. If they can, if they can fix it right there without bringing you a new one, they're definitely going to do that. So, the manufacturer, absolutely. Yeah, and you should have the paperwork on all of that. You may want to pull that out and look at that, those warranty claims and I, the procedures that you I, need to go I through. Would, I would simply yeah. go out and see which one it was and go on. Line and type it in and say warranty claim. I was about they're, to say they're yeah, gonna I'll, tell you they're gonna tell you exactly what to do. Okay, all right, all right. Well, thank you very much. I called last week with a kitchen sink faucet problem. And oh, did you get that fixed? Yeah, the the handle. I did. It was the I handle. Did. Finally, the WD forty had enough time to penetrate, and I took a little screwdriver and managed to just pry it. Ah, perfect. Very nice. Good perfect. job. <laughs> well, good. So thanks. All right. Thanks for the help, guys. All Take right. care. Thanks a lot, Fred. You know what, folks? It's time for us to take our first break of the hour. When we come back, we're going to talk with Carlos Lloyd from Kitchen Tune-Up. This is going to be fun. He specializes in kitchen remodels. Yeah, you heard that right. Picture it in your head. I can't. Help, uh, he's going to help with your projects. You can stay tuned. If you have a question and want to join the uh, show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks.
You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Our guest for the day is Carlos Lloyd from Kitchen Tune-Up. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Welcome to the show, Carlos. Thank you. Glad to be here. Uh, well, so we saw you uh, last week. It seems like we're on the air every 20 minutes now. I know it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we saw you last week at, at the uh, – or this weekend, this past weekend at the home show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the coolest thing is when you walk by there and you see the before and afters. And it's such a blow away because the neat thing about this, about about uh, what I see in your renovations, it's neat. Because, you know, a lot of people, uh, Pam, you may recognize this. I know a lot of cooks do. They have their kitchen exactly functioning the way they need it to and have that have everything within the reach that they know that in other words, their kitchen is set and they they work it and they've been working it for years and don't want to change how that works. They just want to change how it looks. looks. Mm-hmm. Um and I thought, gosh, that's brilliant. You know, especially, you know, cooks that really have it together and, and have their you know, like I said, they know their kitchen, they still work with it, it's fine. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with the kitchen. We don't necessarily have to move plumbing. But but you know I think that's pretty cool. So so tell me about um, about kitchen tune up. What do you guys do? Yeah yeah. So we of course we do kitchen remodeling right. So mm-hmm. and we have um, what we like to say a a project an upgrade for every budget. Right. So so depending on what you want to get done, if it's a complete. Uh, custom remodel, we can do that. Right. Or if you just want to upgrade what you have. So we, uh, the the company started um, with wood reconditioning. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, so so if you want to restore your wood species you have today for your cabinetry, mm-hmm. we can do that. We'll come in and separate the smoke, grease, debris, food, all the fingerprints, stuff that's happened over the years. Right. Restore the color that's uh-huh. that was in your cabinet with the um, appropriate stain, and then of course we'd put a finish on it. Right. So that's what we call the tune-up, and along with that, then we we make any repairs to slides or mm-hmm. hinges, things that are falling off. We fix all of that, and um, that's our core basic service tuning up your current wood species you have okay well then i will i'll i'll leave my my first question my first thought was one of the cabinets are already painted yeah yeah so so then yeah so we start there so then the next level up would be what we call a redoring Mm -hmm. or a painting right so if you want to repaint what you have we can Mm -hmm. repaint it the boxes themselves we don't paint the doors again if we're not the first coat on we don't paint it because we've just found historically there are issues with the prep on that, mm-hmm. right? So to avoid callbacks, we only paint the doors or the drawer fronts if we're the first coat on. But gotcha. outside of that, if you have a color that you no longer like, mm-hmm. then we could redoor, get a nice color door that you like, and right. paint the box to match that color to oh. give you a new look, right, with this current footprint you have. Right. We have um, painting. Again, if there's a wood species, we can paint everything. Right. Uh, that's the painting service. And then we have refacing. A lot of customers are interested in um, refacing when they want to go from a solid color back to a wood grain. Oh. Right? So if you have a solid color today right. and you have, you know, traditional, you know, plywood doors and you want a mm-hmm. shaker style door, for example, and in right. in a, in a hickory finished and mm-hmm. we, we could do a hickory door and then we put wood veneer 
or right. vinyl veneer on the face frame of the cabinetry, and then mm-hmm. we put panels on the side. So the the entire exterior of the cabinet has right. been refaced with a veneer. Nice. Whether wood veneer or vinyl veneer. Right. Um, and then, of course, you have new doors, the new door style you have. Right. And then we top it off with what we call your jewelry, right? So your your right. knobs and your pulls. So, so again, and then we do, you know, what we call refacing and redoring plus. Say that a lot of people have, you know, space above the, the, the stove or a cooktop where they want to put a microwave up there and take right. a vent hood down. Or they want to take that space out and put a vent hood in. Right. Or they have a peninsula today and they want to take that peninsula out and put an island in. So we do a redoring plus or a refacing plus with that, that plus being any cabinet modifications. Right. right. So about five different services. Tune up, painting, redoring. Uh-huh. Refacing and of course complete custom cabinetry. Man, that is so cool. Oh, yeah. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. It's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Of course, an email at fixit one hundred one at mpbonline dot org. Got a uh, email in, and and we all, we we owe this person to answer them. Okay, <laughs> it's, it, I love this. This is exactly what fixit one hundred one is for. Okay. Subject, how many foundation problems are too many foundation problems for purchasing a new home? Okay, that was the subject of an email. So here we go. Hi, my husband and I are originally from Arkansas. We grew up in a conventional homes. We both grew up in conventional homes. We recently were in the process of purchasing a home in Brandon, Mississippi, around the res. It has previous foundation repair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it said it came with a lifetime warranty. Our inspector recommended checking the plumbing. It ended up having significant plumbing issues, and then we found out that negated the foundation warranty. Mm-hmm. We decided mm-hmm. not to purchase that home. We have looked at several other homes, but many have foundation issues. Thanks, hopeful home buyers, Madeline and Luke. Uh, I'll start as the non professional there. If you're buying around that res, there's, You're going to have foundation problems. It's, every, you know, there's a lot. I, I, I've looked at homes over there I don't know how many times, and so many of them are cracked in half. But let me say that that doesn't end the life for a home. Um, no, it doesn't. And that and that's really not a fair statement. Um, the prep we do today, uh-huh. let, let's, let's talk about that first. The prep we do today we bore every lot before we start our new homes. Right. We we bore it down ten feet, we get a soil analysis report. Right. And it tells us what is going on. Um you want six feet over expansive clays. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I want my slab six feet over any expansive clays. The engineers in this world are telling us that that is acceptable for a good foundation. Right. Now, let's go back to the older home, the ones that are cracking in half. Right. We didn't do that kind of prep. Gotcha. Uh, so that's why we're seeing. But in the new houses yes, around yes. the reservoir, don't 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 get scared of that statement. Right. Okay. So what what is too much foundation? Um, I, they they can all be fixed if you can throw enough money at it. Yeah, and there are, and I will say there are different types of. We had a couple of folks here on the show um, about foundation repairs, and there's some excellent repair folks in town. Uh, or all over Mississippi, there's there's mm-hmm. really good repair. Now that does not mean uh, there's also a couple of companies out there 
that you probably know that are wow, really expensive. Um, and 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 they do have lifetime warranties, and that's great. But sometimes you pay twice as much with the one company well, that you might. Yeah. yeah. And, and two, this is my philosophy. If I'm buying a home that has foundation issues, uh-huh. I'm taking it off the price of the house. So right. so I get a quote for thirty thousand dollars to fix the foundation. Right. I'm going my my first offer is sixty thousand under ask. I won't double what the foundation is going to cost. Right. Well, okay. and that therein speaks to the problem, because if you have people, owners of these homes, mm-hmm. and if you're going to buy a home that has foundation problems, you need to think into the future of your resale. That's right. Well, and, and Because I, it carries that stigma. It's it got does. that stigma. Now, it can be fixed. My biggest problem, and especially I've done a ton of home inspections around the reservoir, mm-hmm. are these houses that were built in the 60s and the 70s right. on slab where they didn't excavate, they're sitting right right on that clay, Mm -hmm. so they're rocking and rolling, so you get somebody in there that's going to do some pumping, and we're going to pull that thing up, well, now you've just cracked a subsurface slab drain line. Right. Now, unbeknownst to you, you're putting a lot of water under that house, and it's going to start kind of, it's going to grow in the middle. Right. That's right. (laughs) I mean, you can look at them. I can look at the ridge and go, yeah, it's growing in the middle. (laughs) Let me me do say this, too, on the the other side of that, is, you know, uh, and, and I do the same thing. We've all done it. Bought a house and worried about that resale value after. But, you know, it's not why you always buy a house. Sometimes you buy a house to be there. That's Just true. be there. Well, true. And, and yeah. you know, and let me tell you, one of these, if you're one of those folks who wants to move somewhere and enjoy, a lot of homes in especially central Mississippi, uh, wow, up the Delta, well, Mississippi, okay, a lot of them have foundation issues. You can live in a beautiful, safe home. That has a crack in the foundation if you've done the repair work. That's you know, right. there's nothing and wrong. And you've had with the line scoped, right. and it's not right. cast iron, yeah. and you're not going to have to re- figure so, that. But so, you know what these folks said that was what? interesting to me, going back to our email, mm-hmm. is that they came from Arkansas, where they're used to being on a conventional foundation. Right now, I've got probably a convi- with a basement. Yes, yeah, and so that means pure and beam, folks. That means mm-hmm. the house is sitting up. That means when I crawl under there, I can look at all my sewer lines. Right. <laughs> I can see them. If I'm going to per, this is just me. Okay, this is uh-huh. a very subjective opinion, and I'm sure there are people that will have other opinions, and I'll respect that. But if I'm going to buy an older house, I'm going to buy one on conventional so I can see my sewer lines. Interesting. Okay. I'm not going to buy an older house on a slab, right? Because there are just too many problems with the drain lines. It's like the it's like all the sewer lines under Jackson. Interesting. You know, you just That's having problems. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I, you know, I made a statement a few moments ago, guys, and and and, and uh, Jeff already uh, already rebuffed me. But we've got Dave on the line in Tupelo, and he's like, "Nah." What is your foundation comment, Dave? Well, uh, my brother bought a house in Amory for us to flip and all, and we knew it had some foundation issues, some rot on joists and things like that. So, anyway, as we got into it. Little by little did we discover that it continued and continued. They didn't have enough venting around the house on the conventional foundation. And so we ended up replacing the seal, the seal plate, the doors. The, I you mean, just rebuilt the like foundation. Yeah, just built the house. <laughs> about, yeah. three, about three quarters of, like to the point where the place in Amory where we were getting the treated lumber, they were 
starting to call my brother the treated man. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm, we spent, like, I don't know, a little over $30,000. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> it just kept going, you know, and then you think you almost got it, and then, like, later on that week after you've moved the saw somewhere or something, that, because we have all of our tools on mats and stuff. Right. Anyway. All of a sudden, you move it, and you feel a spongy right there, and you come to find out the joist broke somehow. And you're like, good God, so you get back under there, and you start poking every three inches just to make sure. You know what I mean? And you start that, that's yeah. called, that's called, that's called I graduated. Yeah. 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 From yeah. <laughs> foundation school. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it's called a money pit. Well, yeah. <laughs> ho- hopefully you did well on it. Yeah. And uh, always remember to buy good land. <laughs> At least you have that. All right. Uh, it's time for another break. Today, we are looking at your kitchen with Carlos Lloyd. And uh, we will have more with him, Pam, Jeff, and myself after the break. So stay tuned. If you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio, or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you help you do it yourself. I'll say it better. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and uh, Carlos Lloyd from Kitchen Tune-Up. It's been pretty cool. If you've not seen any of those pictures, they're pretty spectacular. Going from, I remember uh, a couple of years ago, um, I was redoing my kitchen. And Java came to me and he said, look at this guy, what he can do with kitchens. And I was like, oh, cool. I just did that in three weeks. He said, cool. He did that today. (laughs) So that is one thing I wanted to ask you about, Carl. The the thing that you guys are kind of known for is in and out. I mean, uh, getting correct. it done quick. So what, what's, what's the secret? What's the big deal? Yeah, I mean, it's just I'll prep, right? So knowing what you want to do up front. And again, if we don't have to, we're not affecting the footprint. Right. right. So right. so we're getting uh, new doors and um, veneer, and mm-hmm. we're going in with a plan to get it installed and, and get out of there. So it, if anything that takes time is would be if we're painting the boxes, right? Gotcha. A lot of times, especially if we're using an oil-based paint, if someone wants an oil-based paint mm-hmm. on their cabinets. And it's mm-hmm. just the wait time between that drying coats, yeah, yeah. Yeah, coats. But outside of that, I mean, we're taking doors off prepping the face frames and putting new doors on okay yeah. so i'm not i <laughs> we occasionally ask people to turn the screws on you so yeah. and that just means money <laughs> um i'm not going to talk money uh right. i am going to say on time so so if i'm wanting to do uh let's see what was the basic thing that you did the tune up the the kitchen tune up which uh-huh. included what that's the um, reconditioning and uh, resurfacing your not resurfacing but restoring your wood species cabinet so right. if you have an oak grate cabinet right. or, or hickory or maple whatever it is we restore it right so if i have a uh, a kitchen that was made for a family of four mm-hmm. um you picture that in your head if you want okay. what what uh what would I what would I expect that to take as far as time goes? Yeah, one day. 
one day. Wow. Yeah. I can get my kitchen and bathroom done all, all, all in one day. All right. in one day. One day. Now, yeah. Carlos, I, 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 I've got a question. Um, are y'all manufacturing your own doors, or are you buying those local? No, we, we actually um, have suppliers around the country, right? So there's owners you know, around the country. I own the Jackson, Mississippi area for kitchen tune-up, so we're franchised. Right. right? So we have owners all around the country, right? And then based on our kitchen tune-up home office, right, the, 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 the franchisor, they have supplier agreements with American companies, manufacturers. I got Okay. So the doors okay. are custom-made at one of those suppliers. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, makes sense. Now, what's your turn time on that? Well, minimum um, ten days without okay. an additional cost. But That's if there expedites, I mean, we could turn some around in three days. Really? But of course, you nice. pay for that, right? Nice. Yeah. 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 Wow. Nice. That yeah. is nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we've got a Mike on the line in Hernando, and he's got a question about his house. What's going on, Mike? Hey, you guys. Uh, about eight years ago, I built my house here in Hernando, and the neighborhood um, is slightly raised. I mean, the ground around it is all around the neighborhood's lower. But you mentioned a point about the foundation, and I took pictures of my house every week as it was being built, so I have a photographic record of where everything is. But as a rule of thumb, when should I start looking at possibly foundation integrity or problems like that? Uh, I don't want to be 20 years into this and suddenly discover something went wrong. When was this house built? Eight years ago. I know it's brand new, virtually. Yeah, have you got gutters? So, no, no gutters, but you've got good fall from the. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah what you want to do? <clears throat> the what I tell folks whenever we're inspecting a house, we're not engineers, but what we do is we open and close doors, we open and close windows, we want to make sure they're square. We're looking above the garage lintel, which is the top side of the garage. Mm-hmm. Those are your weakest areas. If you're going to start having foundation problems, you're going to see it first in a window or door or large opening. So you want to watch for that. And what I what I tell folks is that if you've got a straight crack, it's probably a sheetrock crack. What you want to mm-hmm. look for are lightning strikes. If you've got yeah, lightning right. strike cracks, point. then huh. you probably have movement because that's the weakest point in the framing is an opening. So always look above those. We take our flashlights and shine them (laughs) above that. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to add one thing to what Pam is saying. Go on the outside. If you have brick veneer, if you're... Okay, you do. Okay. If the crack lightning strike follows the the mortar and does not break a brick, Mm -hmm. um... That's 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 pretty minor to have a, a yeah. hairline Agreed. crack somewhat, in the mortar. Somewhat acceptable. Yeah. Now, when it when it when the brick fails itself, that's when I think you're going to want to do a little more investigating. Yeah. There's by, more by, pressure by qualified individuals on that. And something that I'm seeing now in new construction that I love, love, love are expansion joints. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Explain, explain we, we, what an expansion we, we joint are doing, is. We are doing things so differently now um, in in Central Mississippi. Central Mississippi is where where most of our Yazoo clay is. We're rocking right. and rolling. Uh, the, the coast really doesn't have it. North Mississippi doesn't have it. But we we have a vein in Central Mississippi that 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 is large. Uh, and what what Pam is talking about, um, and I'd have to refer to. 
to our notes, but every, what I think it's 60 feet or something, 70 feet or something, we're doing a expansion joint. So meaning... Uh-huh. On these long houses that are courtyards? Usually on the back side of your garage to the back side of your house. Because that is the longest side of a house when it's a courtyard. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somewhere in that area, we're going to put an expansion joint. Uh, and, And it's dictated by did we drop our garage floor? Um, and if we did, we're probably going to put the expansion joint right there. Where, where, our, where our brick and it's a drops. Cut, it's a cut in that brick that is usually about an inch and a half to two inches wide. And it'll go from the top, from the soffit, all the way down to the foundation. And most of the time I see that filled with, um, it's not, they don't put mortar in no, there. It's, uh, MP1 or yeah, something. Yeah, some type yeah. of a putty. Yeah. Okay, that goes from top to bottom. And that gives that wall a little bit more flexibility to move right there mike it's just like your expansion joint in your in your concrete right but let me ask you this question you mentioned lightning uh i got a light pole in front of my house with a street light on it which is right smack in front of the house and i figured that would be like because i lived in oklahoma and i figured that would be in the light lightning attracted before it would hit my house (laughs) and i have no brakes or anything in the bricks because it's only eight years old. Yeah. But I know lightning can hit it anywhere. Well, she wasn't actually talking about lightning right. from the sky. It, yeah. seems to, it seems to look as a pattern. It's kind of funny. Yeah. When you look at a, a door that had shifted on the corner, mm-hmm. on, on the right uh, on the right angle of the top and the side, it's kind of funny because that crack, if it's a uh, if it's a foundational crack, the crack usually won't go either exactly up straight or to the side straight. It does this diagonal thing, like a stair where, step. Yeah, or a stair step yeah. going, you know, but, straight out. But Mike, it, your your house is eight years old. I doubt very seriously if you have any if you haven't experienced any foundation right. movement right now, you're probably not going yeah. to. And as Jeff yeah. said, modern house. Houses are built with this in mind. That's well, right. it'll show up, you know. Yeah, but eight, eight years. I mean, come on. Our, our state statute six years. So. Oh no! And the re- the reason I asked you guys was is when should I start looking at the possibility of problems? I know the house is new, but should I wait about ten, fifteen years before I start checking things? No, I, I would look at things. I don't know. I, I, As you experience, them. yeah, I yeah. walk around my house on a regular basis. You know, I'm looking for where squirrels. I live in the middle of the woods, so I've got pet squirrels all over my mm-hmm. attic. Um, but but I'm constantly looking, and if something doesn't look right, you know, I'm not going to say, "Oh, in ten years, I'm going to start really looking." I, I look all the time. Well, and let me say uh, this too, Mike. Something that you may want to consider doing, and I'm I'm preaching to the choir, but I talk about this all the time. We do a ton of home maintenance and safety home inspections. Great idea. Oh, And so I recommend, like, the worst, let me tell you the worst phone call I get, folks, is, oh, this is one owner. They've been there 40 years. And I'm like, oh, man. Oh, no. Because Paul Paul been busy. Right. He's been doing all kinds of stuff. The worst house is a house that hasn't been inspected every five or six years. Because nobody's been watching what's going on. Thank God. So I think it's worth the money. Now, I can do that because I just, I'm training inspectors. So my house is over inspected. (laughs) And I know a lot lot that's going on there. But I think consumers, if they would have their home inspected every, 
you know, three, four, five years, then you're going to catch problems before they happen. That's a great idea. You're going to save yourself a lot of money. So if you're concerned about that, it sounds like you're a very conscientious homeowner, go ahead and make the investment. Have an inspector come in and take a look at it. And they're the experts. It's not a giant investment. And, 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 yeah, Pam, what, what are we going to spend? 400 bucks? Four or $500. Right. To, you and, know, and, depending. For, for peace of mind, that's cheap. Right? Exactly. And then you'll catch those, that rotten wood, or you'll catch that well, foundation problem. I'll give you a, a, a perfect example of this. Um, we built a house um, about a year and a half ago. The homeowner is being transferred. The new buyer... Um, Got a home inspection. So the home inspection came back, and there were some very minor, minor maintenance issues. Well, the homeowner was upset. The original homeowner was upset with their inspector on the first go-around. Well, I must have had a bad inspector because, and I said, no, you didn't have a bad inspector. You, you were a bad steward of your home investment because you did not maintain the maintenance of your home. So... She makes a very good point. I've been there eight years. Well, that hurts just to hear, man. How yeah. how how well are you taking care of that baby? Right. You know, if, if you're not washing that baby and, and and taking care of that baby, there could be some problems. They're gonna grow up being a crook, <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Hey, their paint's gonna peel. Right. All right, folks. Uh, you know what? Oh boy. <laughs> We're going to take our last break of the hour on that note. You still have time to get your home improvement questions answered this morning. We're also going to be talking with Carlos about kitchen tune-up. Get your questions in, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pipus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Our guest today has been Carlos Lloyd from Kitchen Tuna. Uh, Carlos, uh, how can people get in touch with you if their kitchen needs some work? Sure, yeah. So my number is 601-750-0190. Or you can find us on Facebook at Kitchen Tune-Up Jackson, Mississippi, or online at kitchentuneup.com. Cool. Okay. That sounds easy enough. Um, Okay. I wanted to go to another email here real quick that that we got in. Okay. If the kitchen faucet has not been used in a while, hours, not days, it produces a a brief crackle of air when I first turn it on. Uh, I'm worried about having a slow leak inside the wall and creating a mold or even a termite situation. All the faucets in this little house probably have to be replaced. So do you guys have any idea about what that crackle might be when they turn on uh, the water? It could be sediment in the faucet behind the aerator. Wow, really? You could probably you could try if the and if it's a kitchen sink, it's got unscrew an aerator. The, yeah, unscrew that. And, and that's the little it's the little uh, screen that's at the end. And right. you can try to if it's old, mm-hmm. that's probably what's going on. And you can unscrew that and try to flush it out. Right. Um, the 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 ending idea here of all the faucets in this little house probably have to be replaced. That's not it's not such it's not hard. It's not a terrible thing. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not a terrible thing. No. And 
And uh, I, I did this recently in my home to an upstairs shower. And I can tell you if, if, you know, of course, you never want to go with the cheapest. However, if you have to buy several of these things, you can get lower cost, still brand name stuff, uh, just not the top of the line. And, and do the whole house if you want. Mm-hmm. Or you can, you know, just do one at a time, whatever. But but you can if you say, wow, all of this needs to be replaced like this weekend, that's possible. It's not that big a deal. It's not that hard. One of the things, if you're going to get into that project that I would recommend. Turn the is, water off. Well, do turn the water <laughs> off. <laughs> and don't use a hammer. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, make sure what, something that I'm saying and um, quite a bit under sinks on the valve connections if the valves are really old they've started to get corroded and yeah. nasty and it now, might what do you be mean worth by the, what do you what do you mean by the valves when you say the valves well it's how you turn the water on and on. the water supply that's yeah. coming into the fixture it's called, okay. it's called a stop yeah okay yeah, called a yeah. stop and if it is old uh-huh. and then yeah. you come in and add some type of a different material and let's say you've got what are the copper or brass that down there, Jeff? The it old depends. ones, galvanized. Yeah, you know, the old if, ones. Yeah. If if I'm going to replace my faucets, I'm going from the the pipe coming out of the wall. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put on a new stop. I'm putting on a new feed line, and I'm putting on a high quality faucet. Right. Think about this thing. You. How many times a day are you going to turn that faucet on? Yeah, yeah. Okay, think about that. I'm not buying the cheapest thing on there because it's not going to last. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to do it one time. What's yeah. involved, Kenny? You do a DIY. Is that something that you would hire a plumber to do? No. For what? For the stop. Nope. For the stop. Well, I, well, I put in a stop. Yeah. It, if it's soldered on, then, yeah, you're going to need a plumber because no, no need for you to go buy all the tools to take that off and sweat a new one on. But if it's simply screwed on with a ferrule, Turn your water off, unscrew it, put a new one on, and carry on. Right. Can you put a plastic one on those hang on, old? Hang on, hang on. You guys are jargoning me to death. What is ferrule? Um, a ferrule is the little um, um, copper um, gasket, if you will, that goes on the actual pipe with a nut behind it. Uh-huh. And then you screw the male part on, and that female and male meet each other, and that ferrule is what keeps that from leaking. It's like the seal. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. I got you. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. And I definitely recommend changing out the stops, like Jeff said, from the the, the, the male out up. So yes. go from that Absolutely. stop right. all the way Absolutely. up because yeah. that's where we see issues. Yeah, that's sure. where you see the problems because we see them all the time. All right. <laughs> well, with that in mind, I've got another email, and this, one, this one's really neat. It falls right into that. I have a federal uni, Unarco single knob shower control you guys ever heard of that federal unarco uh u-n-a-r-c-o anyway uh that has a small drip and the drip comes from the shower head not the control knob i know it's a federal unarco because that is what's written on the silver plate Uh, i don't know if that's a brand or whatever Uh, i have this type in all three bathrooms he says after reading my time life home and improvement book on plumbing (laughs) a good one to have around by the way i understand that i need to change out the cartridge which should stop the leak not a bad idea okay not a bad idea it's it's a good place to start um one of the cheaper things to fix 
So the problem is I can't seem to find any federal Unarco parts online. Mm. So uh, do you have any suggestions on source for cartridge or a substitute? I don't know the cartridge number because I've not taken the shower control knob apart yet. I think he's afraid to take it apart because he doesn't have a part to put back in. I can't even find anything remotely close to that. I think I think maybe there's a, another name that this thing lives under. Yeah, it's got to be somewhere. Yeah, I've never. Well, heard of what it. you do? This is what you do: mm-hmm. is you take a picture of it, uh-huh. and then you go to a plumbing supply house. Uh, you don't go to the big box stores. You go to a plumbing supply, yeah. like a Ferguson's yeah. or a so, Car so, Plumbing, yeah, so or if, if it's out there, they will know it, and they'll know yeah. it. Take okay. a, and then that's the wonderful thing about our phones these days. You can take a picture. You can take a video. Whatever you want to. Take it, take it to them and let them figure it out for you. Very cool. Okay. That's great. Man, this has been great. Thank you, Carlos. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, for, we appreciate you coming in. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi, Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. And for Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, and our guest, Carlos Lloyd. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101, only on MPB Think Radio.